Good morning. My name is Jay Rosenthal. I'm the co-founder and president of the Business of Cannabis. This is BFC Live for Thursday, July 9th, 2020. BFC Live is a video and podcast production of the Business of Cannabis. Since 2017, through our web, social, video, and podcast channels, as well as real-world and virtual events, we've highlighted the companies, brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis industry. Explore all that we do at businessofcannabis.ca. As a reminder, all BFC Live episodes are available via podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Please subscribe and rate it when you get there. Coming up, a conversation with Farrell Miller from Urban Green Cannabis Company. Uh, but here's what we have been up to this week and what we are up to moving forward. We've had a busy one. On Monday, we visited with CanDelta to talk about our sale, uh, talk about sales amendments from Health Canada. And uh, this week, we launched... Uh, together. Uh, so you want to open a cannabis retail store article series that you can find on Can Delta's website. On Tuesday, we connected with Vitrina Group and Figure 3 to talk about cannabis store interior design. Yesterday, we did a deep dive on edibles with BDSA, our part, our insights partner, Business of Cannabis, and their co-founder and president, Liz Stahura. We encourage you to check that out. Today, in our newsletter, it's our job of the week, presented by Cannabis at Work, our human capital partner at Business of Cannabis. They are recruiting right now for a head of production in Coquitlam, BC. Tomorrow, we'll be joined by Loa Calvez to talk about securing your email they are, uh, Loic is from Alcet, our protected by partner. Business of Cannabis is protected by Alcet. We look forward to that conversation. Tomorrow is also Friday, so in our psychedelics newsletter, you will get from Report on Psychedelics if you are signed up to receive emails from us. As well, we are excited about an event, uh, several events we have coming up, but one that we've announced, August 27th, we're pleased to announce that we have partnered with ICA Washington and Diversity Talk for a Cannabis Forward event uh, titled Social Equity in Practice. Look for more information on our website and through social channels. You can sign up for that now. It'll be an informative conversation and panels followed by Best in Industry Online Networking. So check that out. As always, follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and our website, businessofcannabis.ca. Thank you, as always, to our partners, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, CanDelta, and BDSA for their ongoing support of our work at Business of Cannabis. And we are, as we said, protected by Alcet. Enjoy this conversation with Farrell Miller from Urban Green Cannabis Company from my porch. Enjoy. being here. Thanks for having me, Jay. It's hot as heck, um, but the porch is still a good place to be, even on a very hot day. Yes, it is. I guess it's a question. <laughs> it's like, I have my iced coffee, you have your water. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Urban Green Cannabis Company, because yeah. you are a would-be retailer. I want to talk about where you're going to be, what the whole aesthetic is going to be, all of those things. Awesome. Yeah. I love talking about cannabis retail. It's like, well, it's the subject of the summer. Yes, it is. Um, it's definitely been the talk of the town lately. Yeah. And so what are you thinking, doing, talking? What has your days been like as you get rolling? Wow. Well, <laughs> I mean, COVID put a little bit of a wrench in the wheel, obviously. Our original plan was to open our first locations in April, um, around 420 was mm -hmm. the original target opening date. And, and that got pushed off just a couple months. Um, and we hope to still be opening this summer. Yeah. So day-to-day -day just managing all the curveballs that get thrown in our direction that's like that's that's good advice sort of curveballs 
Yeah. Because that is the that's the status quo as curveballs. Yes. Yes, and I become very good at rolling with the punches. Um, it's a good trait. Exactly, <laughs> and you need to have it. You need to have a thick skin in this industry. I mean, from the beginning with Ontario retail and the lottery. Um, system that was first in play when they were rolling that out. Um, I was consulting at the time and um, had clients that, that entered the lottery and, and didn't win. And, and even with Urban, they, they were my clients at one point and I've since joined the team. And um, we entered the second round lottery and weren't so so fortunate. But when they opened up the, the system for everybody to, to apply, that was kind of our chance to, to seize the day. And now we've seen like, I mean, it seems like People going, <laughs> I like it like pre-COVID, post-COVID, or pre-COVID, COVID, and then post-COVID. Yeah. But I, the world, certainly in the Toronto realm, but I think in a lot of places, it's going to look different on the street pre-COVID and post-COVID mm -hmm. because there's just a lot more cannabis retailers. Yeah, exactly. And um, it's funny because you do hear some blowback from the communities that aren't so supportive of cannabis um, who have expressed things like, oh, they're hiding the fact that they're opening up these cannabis stores because the public notices are going up in COVID when nobody's out on the streets. Well, I mean, the notices are also posted online, yeah. so it's not like people have been hiding it. And I think it's a great thing that the AGCO has um, continued to, to process the licenses in spite of all of this. Yeah, it's been great. Like, and I also think while there may be some neighbors that complain, I think there will be a lot of adjacent shop owners that are appreciative that there's going to be a store that brings foot traffic to neighborhood X when things are actually closing down. Unfortunately, a lot of sort of storefronts are closing down. Exactly. It's pretty sad to see so many empty retail storefronts in Toronto yeah. and you're yeah. driving all around the city and on major stretches too, like up and down Yonge Street. Yeah. And um, it's true. A lot of those empty storefronts are going to become cannabis <laughs> stores now. And you mentioned the, the pre-COVID. Well, pre-COVID, it was tough to get landlords to want to rent to, yeah. to you. Um, you really had to make a case for it. They were very hesitant to, to lease to cannabis businesses. And now, post-COVID, there's less people that are renting. There are current tenants that maybe aren't paying their rent. There's all these different factors that are making it. And cannabis companies are good tenants. So they care about their place. It's heavily regulated. The security's good, like all those things. Exactly. And communicating that to the landlords was was not so easy uh, pre-COVID. And, and, and post-COVID, it seems like um, it's a little bit easier to make your case for uh, why you want to be yeah. you know, in that location. I, I want to talk specifically about Urban Green. Yeah. So let, tell me about sort of the position. Like, tell me the story. So and story. how you got involved, too. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's sure. a good part of the story. Um, so Urban Green came about, well, I, I was still a consultant, and these women who have an extensive um, business background, they ran a business that was uh, across Canada with over 5,000 employees, and they sold that business, and then they wanted to, to go into cannabis. And that's how, how I met them as a consultant at the time. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I came up with the name Urban, um, and Green was added to that. Um, <laughs> and it's E-R-B-N. It, exactly, be on this. it's with an E, yeah. so it's mm -hmm. kind of a double entendre. It's mm -hmm. a play on, on herbs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've texted my friends calling cannabis herb in the past as sort of a code name. Um, so you don't have to do that anymore. You know, <laughs> Nobody's know, checking your text. So it's kind of like a discreet, like, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Mm -hmm. I like it. 
And where where are the first store or stores going to be? Like, what's the rollout game plan? Assuming AGC, like all the things go as yeah. planned from here? So originally, and this is important to the story of Urban Green, is that you know, participating in that second round lottery, we did not know when they were going to open it up to everybody. So we created a concept called the Modern Market, mm -hmm. which is kind of more of like a lifestyle-based accessories-only store. So as you might be aware, yeah. there's there's no license involved in any right. of that. So um, to sell products that, that nod to the cannabis lifestyle, whether it is an accessory that's beautiful and discreet or a uh, hemp body care or textiles, you know, you can sell those things that nod to the cannabis plant um, without necessarily getting high. And so we created that concept to be able to, to enter this space, despite the fact that the AGCO was, in my opinion, or Slowish. I'll say you don't have to. Slowish, dragging the feet, all those things. So we came up with this extra concept to, to kind of start developing the brand. Mm -hmm. And then when they opened up, um, we decided that we were going to specifically look for locations that were next door to each other. So we could have both a licensed cannabis store and like a lifestyle accessory store that's less regulated mm -hmm. in the sense that you can serve a customer a glass of water, yeah. maybe a latte, yeah. you know, all these sorts of things so people can um, maybe engage more um, with people who know about cannabis mm -hmm. and learn more about the plant. So our first location that's going to be side by side is at um, Dundas and Bathurst. Mm. Um, and uh, that's currently in the licensing process. Mm -hmm. We have another location up at uh, Young and Lawrence. Mm -hmm. And that one is currently awaiting yeah. the issuance of the RSA. So we've gone through the first inspection. Uh -huh. Good location. Exactly. Yeah. It's any day now. And I also want to shout out to our Picton location because I am oh, very excited about that nice. one. Um, Prince Edward Prince County. County. Exactly. Given the summertime, right now it's so hot. Well, summer. when that one gets going we'll do a field trip exactly we'll, we'll be out there anyway there. but we'll do a field trip i'd love to have you on location <laughs> it's a beautiful setting winery the porch travels that. actually <laughs> well we have a porch there because it's on the main strip which is like a historical yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally. in picton so amazing um, that store design is very very unique oh that's amazing well, we are going out there, so I will. You'll tell me exactly where it is, and we'll go check it out. And tell me about the because you brought things. Yeah. Tell me about the things. Yeah. So, one of not the everybody brings props to the porch, exactly. but yeah. one of the things that's exciting about uh, Urban Green is we've we have our own wholesale arm of mm -hmm. um, accessories. So we've manufactured direct certain products that we want to have that maybe haven't existed out there in mm -hmm. the past. So. I mean, right here is just like branded pre-roll yeah. cones, but I mean, they're they're very sweet to give to people yeah, that's nice. like yourself. Oh, sure. <laughs> and Love we the have cone. this amazing little lockbox that actually like locks, so um, you can keep your Does children it, out of it. I need that. that and, which is I have those. Well, I have children and the need to lock them both. <laughs> exactly. Not, not lock the kids, lock the stuff. And so yeah. in here, I have some fun things oh, that wow. I'll just take out. Like it's show and tell time. Yeah. These papers oh, beautiful. have a built-in grinder, so I don't know if yeah, you know, that is that, something. But, um, if you had a little nug with you, you could yeah. grind. That's and it's in a nice little tray, and then you have your papers and your filter tips there. So it comes in a nice. I'll tell you, we were um, just camping. That would have been like the best. Exactly, <laughs> and that's kind of what I brought with me today. Yeah, that's it's good. Summer and it's I so love that. hot, and people are looking to get out of the city yeah. or maybe go on the beach. And yeah. a little travel companion like this can it's get you really places. Good. 
this is made out of recycled materials. Oh, um, wow. So that's a, a little grinder. travel grinder that we yeah. have there. So smart. Um, and yeah, just kind of like a nod to um, things that people you use. Know, yeah, are practical, yeah. useful, and also adorable. Like yeah. this little ceramic pipe is, is really sweet yeah. and has a branding on the back. That's so, really good. Um, I mean, we're, we're head to toe yeah. branded. Um, yeah. Unlike. It's smart. And, and we were talking before we came on that we've been having lots of conversations about cannabis retail, right? And a lot of that conversation is really about in-store, online, and just the, the overall experience of that thing. But to be able to expand that to other things, to products, to adjacent stores, to the right location for the right sort of brand sort of positioning, I think has actually been missed a lot of times. Like in, you guys have been to lots of stores. We've been to lots of stores. We've talked to lots of people. Like, people went to get leases, then they're opening a store, and they're like, okay, go, 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 without a great deal of thought, as we've been discussing, the thought that you guys have put into it, that you are in a, you're in a very specific location, mm -hmm. and, you know, Dundas and Bathurst is different than Young and Lawrence, mm -hmm. right, which is way different than Picton, right? Those things actually, it can be the same brand, but how it actually interacts with the adjacent stores in the community is, in itself, a real skill. And I think we'll be a differentiator between success and not success. Exactly. And we're using the road bumps, you know, as a learning it's experience and as a way to actually take our time with coming up with well thought out ideas. Yeah. And while it was slow for the AGCO to open up that process, we had um, plenty of time in our hands yes. to go and look at real estate. And we have actually purchased real estate under the Urban Green umbrella. So we don't have to, for the most part, deal with landlords. There are certain locations that we wanted to be in, such as that Young and Lawrence yeah. location. It is not a, a corporate-owned um, retail space, but uh, our other locations out west are also nice. owned by us. So that's something that you know we've been working on in the background while it's, we waited our turn. It goes back <laughs> to the first thing you said about the story, smart business people running it. Exactly. Like, I'm learning so much from working on this team, yeah. and, and it's incredible. And they learn from me because they, they, have, they didn't know anything about cannabis. <laughs> or, or regulations or law, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> right. So it, it's been an amazing experience. Lots of learning going both ways. And it is that sort of blend of all of those things, right? Absolutely. It's a deep knowledge of cannabis, of course, is important. Deep knowledge of real estate, deep knowledge of retail, deep knowledge of regulations, and all of that sort of put together. I think sort of a year from now when we look back, that'll be the differentiator between success. Exactly. And that's what they kind of wanted to bring, something that, a, a brand that is more approachable to someone that is not familiar at all with cannabis and has never done it before. They wanted to create something that was for that person yeah. and would be less intimidating perhaps to someone who's never ever tried it before. It's smart because when we talk to, we have a partnership with BDSA, so Consumer Insights based in Colorado, and where they talk about the biggest market gap, certainly between Canada and Colorado, mm -hmm. is exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's, it's filling that gap as well. I mean, people who um, are longtime consumers of cannabis have lots of places to get it mm -hmm. and may not care necessarily where they get it. Mm -hmm other than the price and the quality and all those things, but there is a whole new group of consumers that are want to find an urban green type environment. Exactly. Smart. Thanks. I like it. Well, thanks for coming to the porch. We'll see you in Picton, I guess. I hope so. <laughs> I hope you come out. I will, but only when the weather is perfect. I know. <laughs> Not this I'll hot, but I appreciate you coming by, and um, good luck as the summer goes on. Thank you. Great, thanks.